This is Rabbi Yoshua Eisenberg, and you are listening to The Database, a Torah podcast of Shiram and other related content. And I want to just take a few minutes to revisit the conversation of Pua. Just a year ago, we had the schus of having right here on the podcast the opportunity to hear from Pua's rabbinic advisor of America, someone who I'm proud to call a dear friend and an incredible Talmud Chacham, Rabbi Elon Siegelman, who joined us on Real Talk Torah for an interview where he shared with us what exactly Pua is and what Pua does. And it was just in time for Pua's first major crowdfunding campaign, which, by the way, was a smashing success. And in the midst of their second campaign right now, I wanted to revisit Pua to bring to your attention some of the things that may come across as chidushim, as novelties, things which you may not have been aware of in the world of infertility and halacha. Pua, as you may recall from the interview, and if you have not heard the interview, I'll post the link to it. Pua stands for Puriut Urfua Alpi Halacha, which means fertility and medical world, you know, medicine accordance, in accordance with halacha. And that's really what Pua's mission is. It targets couples that are struggling from infertility and attempts to deal with these couples in accordance with halacha through their journey uh, from infertility to Be'ezra Hashem fertility to uh, having a child. So Pua stands with them every step of the way and helps them address the issue of infertility and to do it in a halachically appropriate way. Now, the two chidushin um, that I want to bring to your attention have has to do with really these two issues, one, infertility, and two, halacha. So when it comes to infertility, one of the things that I was enlightened to in my exposure to Pua and um, you know my life journey is that when it comes to the question of infertility, so we think of infertility as being its own diagnosis, but there really isn't a specific diagnosis called infertility. And that is because infertility just means that the couple is having trouble conceiving and having children, but there could be several hundred different reasons for the infertility. And each one is going to require some different treatment or different action, right? A couple that comes into Pua saying, we are infertile, we can't have children, that can mean one of a million different things. That can mean that there's something wrong with the husband, with his body, maybe something wrong with you know, his organs or, or his DNA. Maybe there's something wrong with the woman, something wrong with the woman's body, her ability to conceive. Now, it could be something that has nothing to do with any of their bodies, but it just has to do with timing or has to do with um, certain methodology in the way they're living together or perhaps the scheduling when it comes to the woman's status of, of Anida, when it comes to the schedule of the woman's ovulation. And sometimes even the Nida schedule will conflict with the woman's ovulation, which is the cause for something that's called halachic infertility, which also requires halachic consultants to try to figure out what to do in such a situation that maybe the woman's nida status is, is causing her to be infertile. Now, Pruitt deals with all of that and so many more things that you, know, you wouldn't even realize how much goes under the umbrella of infertility. It's definitely not a one-size-fits-all by any means. You know, there's, there's people who can't have any children at all. Then there's something called secondary infertility. Have you ever heard of that? Where there could be one pregnancy, and then after that pregnancy, then following the first pregnancy, then they're infertile. 
Then they're struggling from infertility. And then what do you do? There are couples that suffer from infertility for long periods of time. There's some who suffer for short periods of time. And for reasons that we can only guess and only conjecture if we're not in the world to really to explore it ourselves. And the, the reason why this is important is that when a couple approaches, walks into a place like Pua, saying we are infertile, we have to figure out what exactly that means, that they are infertile. And for that reason, because of the, the fact that there are so many different possibilities that are causing the infertility, so it may be a very long journey for many of these couples before they figure out how to tend to their infertility and eventually welcome into the world their miracle child, Bisiat Deshmaya. But the point is that there are so many things that can go into why a couple is not fertile, and they would um, have to. One of the things that Pua would do is explore the reasons for the infertility so that they can target it and reverse it and create that miracle child. Now, the other aspect besides for the infertility is the aspect of halacha. And you may be thinking, okay, well, what about halacha? What, you know, what, what is there to know? And the answer is, there are so many different things to consider um, you know, in, in, in the world of halacha when it comes to pua and when it comes to infertility. Once again, pua directly tends to the question of halacha, perhaps more so than any other organizations that that addresses the problem of infertility. Um, but just to give you a little bit of an understanding, Pua put out several svarim um, there's, you know, that, that records the different halachos, whether it's Shilas and Shuvas from Poskim and other such, um, such Torah related to the question of infertility that you'd be overwhelmed just to consider how much is out there, how much that a rav needs to know when tending to someone with the challenge of infertility. And just to, to illustrate for you, I want to share with you a little bit about a sefer that recently was published. Now, you may, you may be familiar with the work of Rabbi Tzvi Reisman, an incredible Talmud Chacham in his own right, and a major Askan, but he wrote um, Svarim on several different issues, but one of his Svarim that he wrote a few years ago, um, Ratz Katzvi, which was tending to the very questions of infertility, and that sefer was originally written in Hebrew, but Rabbi Yilan Siegelman, who we mentioned earlier, um, translated incredible work, this Ratz Katzvi, into English, and um, I was Oka to get a copy of the sefer, which has, um, has Haskamos from Rav Asher Weiss, from Rav Moshe Sternbach, from Matas Yehudaich, Rav Avigdor Nebensal, and it goes through what all of the major leaguer poskim of in a recent history um, from Chazanish, from Rav Moshe, from Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach, and so on and so forth. So many different poskim of Avad Yosef, of Al Yashiv, all the all the gedolim, what they had to say about all of the groundbreaking um, topics when it came to the world of infertility and halacha and all the treatments that have come into place, you may think like, okay, listen, infertility is infertility. You can just go to a doctor. No, you don't just go to a doctor. From Yid um, goes to find from halacha what you need to do about these things. And so this incredible work, Ratz Katzvi, covers so many of the, dif- the different questions of what kind of treatments are okay to do when it comes to halacha. You might think, okay, you're very familiar with the concept of IVF and vitro fertilization. Maybe you're familiar with IUI, intrauterine insemination. 
perhaps you're familiar with the concept of sperm donation, egg donation, organ donation, but halacha has something to say about each of these issues. Are you allowed to do IVF? At what point in your marriage are you allowed to go for IVF? What if someone wants to just have a child and they're not married? You know, maybe someone just wants to have a child and there's a way to do it. What are you allowed to do when it comes to sperm donations? How are you allowed to extract sperm donations? Is, is, is there a way that's usser or mutter to do it? These things are not just, you know, it's not just a question of medical and medicine. It's a question of what the gedolim had to say about these things when it comes to organ donation, egg donation, what's allowed? And what about the question of yichus? Who are the parents of the child when there is sperm donation, egg donation? Are there more than just the parents? Are the parents actually the parents? What if the person's parents or the so-called parents were kohanin? The father's a Kohen. Is this child a Kohen based on the treatments that it took to conceive this child? These are all incredible questions that you would hardly know exist that come up when it comes to infertility and halacha, but they are all questions that exist. They, are, they, they all appear in this uh, sefer. And you could have shiurim upon shiurim about these issues and so many other issues that um, you know, I, can't, I can't even... Um, get into all of them. It would take too much time. But so many different questions that you may not know about. And this is besides for the Hilchos Nida that Pua are experts in. And the Hilchos Shabbos that Pua has to address when it comes to the treatments. What can be done on Shabbos? What could be done a few days before Shabbos? What can't be done because Shabbos is going to happen in the middle? All the things that have to be um, addressed, they are all the, the work of Pua which is why I'm here to tell you how very important it is that we participate in this incredible avoda, um, partnering with Hashem, and of course partnering with Pua in helping these couples address a very incredible nisayon, but in a very incredibly important way to not put halacha by the wayside, but whatever may be the cause of someone's infertility, so what has to be done to fight that infertility, to work with organizations like PUA to helping these couples have their children, but also to be able to do it in a way that's alpi halacha, an avoda that really can't be understated. So to partner up with the database's efforts in PUA's um, campaign, you can go to charityextra.com slash PUA slash 67282. That's my page. Once again, that's charityextra.com slash PUA, P-U-A-H, slash 67282. And Bezras Hashem, PUA should be to succeed in their avoda. Baruch Hashem, at this time, they are already past the halfway mark of their goal. And uh, we should be Zoha to have an incredible chalak in this beautiful, beautiful mitzvah. Tiskel mitzvah, and thank you for listening.